Good, because we did. Oh, we're live. Hi, I am Jacob from We Can Movie Bros, and Zachary can never say the intro because it's my job. And now, who are you? I'm Raymond from We Can Movie Bros. Which is also Zachary. I don't want you to be confused, people. And this is our podcast. Now, last week, we had our one-year anniversary. Did we do a podcast last week? Um, No, we replaced it with the commentary, remember? We did do the commentary last week. I, yeah. I don't... I don't. Quarantine, guys. Quarantine. Yeah, How are you guys doing during your quarantine and things? Let us know in the comments, as we would love to know. We reacted to the entirety of Avengers Endgame. It's up on our YouTube channel, in case you want to go watch that. It's three hours long, so can't tell me we had so time. I was that, was that was my favorite little thing we did, and I'm and I like the fact that it's going to spark us to do more in the near future. We're, yep, we're trying. Yeah, we're trying to figure out. What movie to do next? When to do it? And type of thing. I, I think it's kind of I. I know you want to do one certain film next, but I feel like we should wait till it's one year anniversary in October to do it. Okay. You know what I'm talking so, about. I, so, so what movie were you thinking for next? We can talk about it. we can talk about it after. Yeah. It's not necessary for the podcast. So we have several different stories to go over. Some of them have much more concrete information. Others are just more of like shit could happen. So, yeah. I'm going to start from the top. I'm just going to work our way down. They vary size, so bear with us, I guess. Um, But there is a lot to talk about here, so either way. We're going to start with Boa Fett coming back to Star Wars and anything to do with the Mandalorian, such as Ahsoka, what we feel about after Clone Wars ended, all that fun, jazzy stuff is happening. Basically, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Exactly. And because I'm not passionate about Star Wars, and because I only kind of remember who Boba Fett is, sorry for every Star Wars fan out there that I just literally attacked, um, I'm going to let my brother take over this conversation and... I will jump in when I am needed. So go okay. ahead, Zach. So the first thing I want to talk about is that we have the first two directors, possibly. Well, we we know we know one's correct. Um, Robert Rodriguez will be directing one of the episodes for season two of Mandalorian. He posted a picture with him and Baby Yoda, which, by the way, this is our first time seeing the season two version of Baby Yoda. He has three extra wrinkles on his head, which means he's a slightly bit older. We don't know how much older, obviously. But let's get to the real elephant in the room, which is the fact that Boba Fett is officially confirmed for this show. Now, there is a giant speculation theory going around that in episode one, when Mando first goes to see the den mother of the Mandalorians on the planet, if you look in the corner of the backside when he first comes in, about half, about maybe 0.5 seconds after he walks in, you can actually see the Boba Fett helmet, his his helmet. Now, that would have to mean that the planet that, that Mando was on was Tatooine, and they just weren't saying what it was because Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit on Tatooine when going to fight Jabba. So this is where it gets interesting because that would mean that they are canonizing that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. That's been a big thing ever since it happened. There are books in canon of him surviving. How do we feel about it? Well, first off, I think it's really cool that they got um, the guy who played Django 
from Attack of the Clones to play Boba because, as we all know, for canon now, Boba and Jenga are clones of each other. So this is also the first time that we get to see a clone again from the clone era in the Empire besides Rex, which I think is really, really cool. And the fact that they got him back to do it, I think is awesome. And plus, this will be his first time wearing the suit because he because he wasn't he wasn't he didn't play Boba back Boba back in the Empire straight back days. It was someone else. And so the fact that he's playing him is awesome. Now, how do I feel about it though, as a Star Wars fan? I'm not happy at all. For one reason, one reason only. The entirety of Mandalorian season one did not rely on big characters for its show. On any. I don't count Baby Yoda as a big character because that's a new character for that. That's not a specific character from canon. Not only do we have Boba Fett now, we have Ahsoka coming in, possibly Rex, and Sabine from Rebels. Now, I should be excited because these are all animated characters getting their moment in live action. But the reason I love Mandalorian so much is because they exist within the Star Wars universe but doesn't rely on these characters to do it. And the fact they're using the the biggest Mandalorian in this show is just like, we don't need them. We really, really, really don't. People weren't asking for the Boba Fett movie was, when it was being announced. Same thing with the show. And so I really hope they have a good reason of bringing him back. Now, the opposite of that, I'm so freaking excited that Rex, Sabine, and Ahsoka are coming into Mandalorian. Because we get to see where they are after Return of the Jedi. If you're a Rebels fan, you know that Ahsoka and Sabine have been on a quest to find somebody or some people. So we will find out how that's going. Captain Rex was on the Battle of Endor, so we can see how he's doing after the war happened. There's a lot of good things with that. I haven't really talked publicly either about the Ahsoka casting. I love it. I think she'll do great as Ahsoka. She fits the older, more, more, more mental in-state version of Ahsoka. Whereas I know that people want Ashley Eckstein to play her again from the show. She's too young to play an older Ahsoka. She fits better with the voice for a more younger to like a about my age. Whereas with Mandalorian Ahsoka, she'll be about in her 30s to 40s. So I feel like you would fit it better. Uh, Captain Rex, if we're going to bring him back for Boba, let him play Captain Rex in Mandalorian too. Like, let him play in both roles. Because he's a clone, and I think that'd be really cool. Sabine? Oh, boy. I have so many ideas for Sabine. But another time when that gets me close to finding out more about that. So, uh, yeah. A lot of mixed feelings when it comes to this. Robert Rodriguez is an interesting choice. I wonder how he's going to direct his episode. There's one more for I forgot but he wasn't confirmed or anything. We know Robert's confirmed. Um, would I want anyone to come back? Uh, Deborah Cow, give her another episode two for Mandalorian season two. Uh, give Bryce Dallas Howard another shot. Her episode was good, but I feel like she can do more. And as always, as a hardcore Clone Wars fan, let Dave Filoni have another shot at live action directing. It's been a while since season one. I'm guaranteeing he's learned a lot since that time. He knows his episodes have been most heavily criticized. From, from the first season, is he was the pilot. He was also that god-awful heist episode with Bill Burr, which I absolutely hated. But again, it's been a while since they shot the first season. I guarantee you he's learned a lot from Favreau. So give him another shot. 
But overall, Mandalorian, can't wait for it to come out. We're almost there. So, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts, Jacob. Well, I figured what we could do so everybody could see it. Little I think it's really interesting they chose Robert Rodriguez. I'm really happy Robert Rodriguez is getting more work and things. I still enjoy him as a director. I just don't think he chooses the best projects 90% of the agree. time. Um, but he- I'm, I'm curious to see it. I'm also really, really excited to see Baby Yoda in general. Just see does Yoda look old? Does, 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 does our little baby look older to you? Well, here's the thing. I don't know if we've ever, like, because the TV show is heavily reliant on VFX and other, you know, parts and things, I don't think we've ever seen just a queen picture of baby Yoda without being under processing and things. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if this is what baby Yoda normally looks like. I do see the gray hairs and stuff. He is old. I mean, we just don't think he's old because we call him Baby Yoda. But when in reality, he's like 60 degree, sixty years old. But they last forever. Like, they live for so long that I think it plays a factor. So, it means like 51. Yeah. So, But I just want to very quickly show off that. Um, I'm excited to see Ahsoka. Uh, I have mixed opinions on Ahsoka, I should say, personally. I don't really tend to enjoy where they take her character from in the last two seasons, especially of Clone Wars. I didn't really enjoy. I enjoyed the episode she was a part of. Didn't watch Rebels. But I do know things that happen in Rebels that I'm also not entirely sure how much I enjoy character-wise that they have taken down the path-wise. I'm curious to see what happens with it and how it reflects, you know, in live action and things. I do think this is really interesting. I do like the idea of having somebody behind, like Dave Malone, who created all these amazing characters that us Star Wars fans somewhat love more than the actual initial characters that were given to us by Lucas. Yeah. That seeing them to life because we're letting somebody who works in this department that's never been able to work in the other department finally yeah. letting them to play with his toys. I really like the idea of that. Boba Fett in general, I've never been a huge fan of. But that's also because I've never really enjoyed the original where he's most significant in. Yeah. And so I've never had a connection. Um, I don't really know if it's necessary, but I also understand from like a business standpoint. Uh, yes, I completely agree on that. Baby Yoda was the biggest thing that came out of the Mandalorian. The last episode with the you know with the dark saber and stuff had a lot of moments where it was like, oh, we have to report on this. But mostly is everybody like, oh, what's the new means for Baby Yoda? And so I can understand wanting to take a step away from that and try to get people more excited by characters and just things like that in like a let's talk about it sense. So it's a mixed bag. So, but here's, but here's my biggest thing when it comes to him is that you don't say you're bringing back Boba Fett as a big news headline anywhere, unless he's going to be in the entire season. Do you think he's going to be in the entire season or one to two episodes at most? Oh, one, two episodes at most. Probably a cameo. Probably having to go on a singular mission, but they, they can't do it by themselves. So they need a second like, person coming in. Yeah. So do you feel like they're hyping him up too much just for him to be in one episode and then done? No, I, I think because of how big of the character is and stuff, I don't think there is any hype whatsoever. I think it's just genuinely people are excited about it because it's Boba Fett. 
like you have said before, they have teased a TV show, just Boba Fett. They have teased a movie, just Boba Fett. They have teased several different things for this specific character. And finally seeing something that comes to realization. Also, knowing that the whole season's already filmed means he is definitely in it. Yeah. They're just waiting to make the announcement, which I also enjoy. Yeah. So it's not like we're having false hope of where it's like, oh, this could happen. And then people don't like it, so they didn't do it. But we definitely know they did do it. So so the other the other big the other big character I want to talk about right now is back on Ahsoka. Is she gonna be at the end of the season, you think? See Ahsoka, on the other hand, on I think on the exact opposite, I think she would have several more episodes. I think there's a good chance that I don't know if she'll be in the whole series, like the whole ten episode season. Um or eight. What is it? It's eight. It's eight. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe she'll show up like at the end. Maybe she'll be this season's like Baby Yoda, where she's at the very end of the first episode, and then we slowly see her arc and stuff. But if they are following the the direction of the first season of Mandalorian, it was just like I personally think this is horrible. But I know a lot of people enjoy it. It works really well for animation. Slightly, I felt like the last final season of Star Wars was misjointed because of the way they shoot their TV shows and stuff in arcs and yeah. general arcs. And that's how I personally thought um, the, the first season of Mandalorian was. It was an arcs. Sure, they have an overlining story, but it was mostly, let's go here, let's do this, let's do this, this yeah. kind of thing. And um, so it could be an arc where she's in it for four episodes and then we watch her disappear and she gets to move on. And things. I just hope how this means that she can pop up in other things. So how would you feel if they did it that way, where Ahsoka was the first four and Boba was the second four? Like, like that'd be fine. I think that's. I think personally, because even though Sabine and Rex, I think are such great characters. So I don't know so much about Sabine because I didn't watch Rebels, but I do know somewhat information. But I think Rex could be really cool. Could be like that middle episode in between because they have ties to both Ahsoka, then also with the fact that Boba Fett you know, and different yeah. elements and things. I think he could be a part of both and be that overlying arc of, like, you know. Cool. And then Sabine, I would say, probably as much more as Ahsoka than anything in the world. Well, the reason I bring up the Sabine part of it is because, obviously, you didn't watch Rebel. Um, did not. Kind of a uh, kind of spoiler for Rebels. Um, Sabine's family is very attached to the Darksaber. The last person to hold that saber besides her, besides Bo-Katan, was her mother. And the last yeah, which has already been very much talked Rebels. about on the internet. Yeah, yeah. The last person we see in Rebels holding that saber is Sabine's mom. So it would mean that at that point, then Moff Gideon went there, killed her mom, and got the saber, which would now entire pop, which would be awesome if they did this. Is that in season three of Mandalorian? I kind of think Sabine's gonna have a big role in the show. If that season three, it was a revenge tale for the Mandalorian and Sabine to go find Moth because Moth had something to do with both Mando and Sabine, and it'd be a revenge story for season three. I think that'd be really cool. So, yeah, I'm curious to see. I'm also because they already set up so many different interesting things with the, yeah. the final episode, the Darksaber, which could tie back into all of this, but also with Baby Yoda in general, knowing that there's a whole colony of him and the fact that that's coming. I'm curious to see how, how all that stuff gets intermixed yeah, with all this. I think that's the thing from the first season that that will get touched on, but not as much. 
because they're bringing in Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and Rex, I think they're going to save Baby Yoda for his own like mini arc in season three. I think this is going to be a sub for more characters, and then we're going to get the and Baby Yoda story. I would personally, being honest with you, mm-hmm. I would much prefer a full fleshed out second season and not yeah. the second season syndrome that most things go under of where it's like, oh, we can do whatever we want here. We don't have to be so much heavy on the story. We can take our time because we do have that other season. We know what's coming. Like then we can be a little more forceful. I would rather the forcefulness to be throughout the whole thing and actually yeah. have progress. The biggest problem that I think a lot of people have Mandalorian season one is that I felt like it didn't go anywhere. Every episode just seemed like it dragged, not dragged necessarily pacing, but just like it stayed in the same place. That even though we made such great progress, we dropped back like seven steps. And I don't want to continue to see that going forward. I want actual progress. It does make me nervous with all these new characters and stuff coming in. If it's going to be somewhat of the similar, which is fine for like, I I don't want to say animated TV show, but also animated TV show, you know? I don't know. It's interesting. I'm curious. We'll have to wait and see. I think what's harder with this show specifically is because of the fact that Filoni's on it and that he's been such in that mentality of doing many arcs within. Granted, within those arcs, he does such great character development, and we got really good character character development throughout Mandalorian, but it's like you said, the pacing of those arcs took forever to get through. Those first three episodes were about finding Baby Yoda, protecting Baby Yoda, and getting off the planet. Episodes four, five, six, and seven, no, no, four, five, and six were all ancillary tales with Baby Yoda Mandalorian. It wasn't until when we got to seven, that's when we got back into the thick of things again. And And that's what I mean. I I don't think eight episodes should have fillers. No. Even if those fillers mean something later on, and we do enjoy that, we enjoy the callback. Don't get us wrong. But also, I don't think you need a whole episode to have but a I, But I think this is where people's main criticism of that show will finally come into play. Let them be hour long. Do not let them be half an hour. Give them the full hour runtime because then you can throw in a little filler story somewhere in the middle of that hour, but still tie it in with the next episode. Yes. Let it be I think it's a great hour. A 30 minute TV show can't have a B storyline. No, it cannot. An hour episode totally can have a B storyline. Yeah. And you can have B storylines thrown throughout, but if you're having arcing episodes like the first Mandalorian, it does not work because you've broken up that one episode into four episodes. And right. so we want a full arc going throughout all four. And if we have a side story in there, it throws off everything. Clone Wars season seven. seven. So like say like an hour long Mandalorian episode could have Rex and Ahsoka working on finding a way to find Boba Fett maybe where we can have the Mandalorian Baby Yoda arc going on too and we see them intertwine with each other and cross over and that leads into the next episode do it like that I want them to give their people enough time to work I know they're under tight schedule and everything but hour-long content especially like this makes more sense than half an hour I just it 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 really really does and I really I'm scared to death now that the MCU shows are going to follow that path and I don't want them to and I also don't. Well, I, I think, I think even though as much as I would love an hour-long version of Wandavision, I think Wandavision could be really well with the thirty-minute timestamp. I'm just saying. What about Falcon Winter Soldier? That's my depends point. on the subject matter. Depends on what's happening, and things like that will determine. 
if how I feel. Just because we have an idea of kind of what the feeling they're going for WandaVision, you know, sitcom yeah. those type of things, like it just it runs up. And when you when if you're pitching the Mandalorian as like your Saturday morning cartoon, 30 minutes yeah. sounds perfect. Yes. But it's not a Saturday morning cartoon though. They're trying to do more with it, and so it takes away the Saturday morning cartoon element and things. And also the best episode is the final episode, and it's 46 minutes long. I mean, and you can't fault that. You can't just be like, hey, this was so much longer, and it was the best one. Um, Deborah Chow's episode, both, both of Deborah Chow's episodes were the longest of the season. Episode three and episode uh, episode three, seven, and eight. So Deborah Chow's episodes and Taika's episode were the longest ones, and everybody agrees those are the three best episodes of the show. So again, like you just said, go with the hour. It get not not it has to be an hour long, just like forty to fifty. Oh minutes. yeah, forty to fifty minutes. You can get a lot of story done. You can even do down. You can even go with sound like a second arc or whatever. There's enough time to play. Right. Play if you want to play. If you don't want to play, which is also perfectly fine, you can have a very singular. This is what's going to happen. Story arc throughout the whole thing, or through these like mini episodes or whatever. I just don't personally enjoy that type of storytelling. And it's why you want to do it, but like, yeah. And if you realize in Taika's episode, he has that a storyline at the beginning with with the scout troopers. They have that they have that mini conversation inside of the hut while they're trying to get stuff free outside. So he's doing a b conversations within his episode, but since it's long enough, he's got time to make that work. It also make, it also worries me that they're giving smaller run times to newer directors and longer run times to more old fashioned directors. Let everybody have their the same amount of time to shine because I feel like Bryce Dallas Howard's episode well, short. Also, I feel like it also could just be the fact that the it all depends on the script and things like that. I mean, not every episode. I I mean, I saw the whole first season of Mandalorian. Not every episode need to be forty minutes long. No, there just wasn't enough there, and that's not on anybody's fault except the writing team for not fleshing out good enough to require a forty-minute episode. Even though I think we all could agree we would all watch forty-six-minute oh, episodes, especially if they're weekly. Don't get me a thirty-minute weekly episode. I'm sorry, I'm over it. <laughs> half-hour shit that should be bingeable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's half-hour. Those are meant I for be binged. I, I, I think we're ready to move on. I think we talked enough Star Wars. <laughs> I agree. Let's go on to Borderlands. So Borderlands got a casting announcement. So it was first announced mm. as a rumor. But if you guys don't understand how Hollywood works or sources and things in general, when somebody says, oh, they're going over a contract, like they did say in the report and things, that basically means the person is the person who's going to be in yeah. the movie. Kate Blanchett is the perfect choice for, for Lilith. In Borderlands, it's so good. Also, I, mean, I have to commend Eli Roth for hiring a fifty-year-old woman to play such a badass character. Where he could have went with someone younger, he could have went with somebody a little newer. Yeah, he yeah. got fucking Kate Blanchett, and like, I um, mean, we we could do. So, so, so this is so this is where I ask my question about this movie now. Is it does it take place after three? Like, is is this, is this an older Lilith? Or you know, I don't necessarily think so. I think she can still pull off. Like if they want to make her younger. I'm curious, story wise, you know, obviously, I mean, obviously, you get Kate Blanchett because it's fucking Kate Blanchett. But if they're like, 
I want to know, like, story-wise, why he decided she would be the best one to go with. Well, also, and we have talked about this for so, for like, so many different podcasts we have brought it up, and they know each other. They work together on um, yeah. House with the Clocks in it, and it is all, it's not so much in Hollywood, it's all about who you know. You yeah. know, it's all about where your connections lies, and that's an excellent connection to have. I mean, good for you, Iroth. But and, that, you know, I, that Kate had a great time making that movie. That she's yes, that because movie. if he, because yeah, that's exactly true as well. It's that it's a two way street here. Like you know, Lilith, Borderlands can be a really shitty movie. Not saying it's going to be. I tend to enjoy Eli Roth films, and he's very, very much like a studio person, which is also good for the movie and things. But you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. It's such a, also a very good role and things. This is what Lilith looks like. For anybody so, has any ideas. So awesome. Some are more sexualized than others, but you know that's fine. So, this but the let, me ask, the years. Let, let, let me ask you though. Mm-hmm. Great casting. Great yeah, casting. Sure. Totally. Do you remember how excited we got when we heard that Michael Fassbender was going to be in an Assassin's Creed movie? And look how that turned out. I'm just saying, you can't really get... I mean, I never truly got excited for Michael Fassbender in Assassin's Creed movie. You know what I'm saying, though? They can get these high-level profile people to be in these video game films, and then ultimately it hit the bed. I really think people are are sleeping on Mortal Kombat because that cast is completely non... We don't know anybody in that cast. The biggest name on that movie is James Wan. And I really think that Borderlands, no offense to Eli Roth, is not going to be the video game film to tip the iceberg. I really don't. Because unless they, unless, what studio is putting this out? Do we know? I'm Googling it. Thank you. We're on the same page. Because I don't know how, how far they want to go with this, depending on the, depending on the production company that's putting it out. Because if it's like Lionsgate, if it's Lionsgate, then I'm, then I'm more confident because we've seen what they do. Is it Lionsgate? Yep. If they treat Borderlands like they treat John Wick, then Borderlands will be fucking great. But if they go, I do feel bad for Borderlands, huh? I do feel bad for Borderlands for having Lionsgate. Why? They're a bitch to do um, any type of uh, advertisement team with. Oh yeah, John Wick barely got any advertisements at all. And but- you can't really react to them. You can't really focus on them because they block everything, and they're it's just horrible. So, so the two biggest roles in this movie, if we're going off of either two or three, is Lilith and Handsome Jack. They need someone equal oh, yeah. to or on par with Kate to play Handsome Jack. Because no offense to a new guy at all. You can't have a new guy play that villain against her. They need to be on equal ground. Now, I'm saying that, and I'm sure no one would mind a chubbier version of Handsome Jack. His name's in the title, Get Jack Black Back. I think he'd be a great no, no. Why? I think I think it would take out all the seriousness. And it's things. Not, to. No, I no. I do not want I think Jack Black could have a role. I don't want him as handsome Jack. No, we we don't agree. We're not on the same that, 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 that's fine. Um, but I know a person who's really excited about this movie, and that would be our father, because he loves the series to death. And as long as he's happy with it, 
Then success, then success. He's happy with the director. The director, once again, can make a PG film if he's asked to. He also can make an extremely hard-rated, hard, hard-rated film. And Lionsgate is not against putting out an R-rated film. No, Hellboy is an example of that. Um, Granted, it was a shit film, but still, it, they're they're not against it. John Wick, no. extremely popular franchise for them, R-rated. So I hear there's a lot of here's the scary thing though. Borderlands is an M-rated game. We know that. Do you do you think they would push the envelope and try to make it PG-13 to have an open, more open audience? Maybe, possibly. I'm not not gonna say that's a no. Uh no, I don't think so. Just I'm only saying that because I don't think Borderlands is as popular. Like, I mean, it's popular, in things, but also I don't think it's, like, super-duper popular, but it's going to make a huge difference if we're affecting the core fan base. I think this will also really depend on when it comes out, because Borderlands is a thing right now because of 3. But also, I would really like to see some, like, realistic effects and things that Eli Roth is known for. Yeah, and I don't think we can do that without a an R R rating. So I don't know. I'm mixed on. I'll let you know. Ask me in a few weeks. Okay. Overall, we'll right. good casting choice. It's really good casting choice. All right, we're gonna go ahead and move on. These next two stories are simply speculative. Um, these are things that are being greenlit and already working on, and things. But I was curious to see who you would want to play these characters because we both enjoy these movies. Yes. So the first one. It's Tangled. Tangled got announced a few weeks ago that they're going to be moving into production with a live action. We are not getting a sequel to Tangled. We do have Tangled the series, which is currently on its fourth season, doing very, very well for the Disney Channel. And, or is it Disney XD? I can't remember what's on. It's on one of the Disneys. I think it's Disney Junior. I don't think it's on Junior. because I only say that because you can't watch it on um, Little Kids. Things on the um, channel tangled, but here's the thing, and I think this is a very. I'm gonna go first with this story. That's okay. I know You're I went first with the last story, but I, I think okay. You can go first with the next one because I don't really care about the next one, but I know you really care about the next one, so like that's fine. Uh, it's on Disney. It's on like the normal Disney Channel. It's probably in the morning. Either way, not important. We have two amazing people here. Like, two great actors that could still play these roles. And I don't mean that in like a, oh, they can't, they're too old. No, I mean literally they could still play these roles and be amazing in them. Many more and Zachary Levi are, one, still attached to the movie. Still, they still do voice work for the TV show. It's a no-brainer. Do I think Disney's going to do that? No. But... I do believe. <laughs> sorry, it's just the truth. I do, however, believe that many more and Zachary Levi should play the parents of Rapunzel. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Not, not give them the leads, even though as much as I would want that. Seriously, though, like I would want that, but it's fine. I can digress because I got some excellent casting for you. Like I've been thinking about this, and I got some amazing leads for you. Are you ready? You're not. You're not ready. All right, here we go. Florence Pugh Ooh. as Rapunzel. Amazing, right? Cyrus like Austin 
I don't. I think he's a little too small, but I still, I, I still totally support this. <laughs> Scar Austin, which you might not know who that is. I might have to pull him up for you a picture. He plays the boyfriend in Pitch Perfect, the first one. Oh, I, no, 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 he's, he's in Zoe's Infinite Playlist. He is in Zoe's Infinite yes, Playlist. Yes, I do about, Yes. I'm going to pull him up anyways, just because I'm sure there's other people who don't watch these things who doesn't oh, know. Who he's, he's been in all three Pitch Perfect movies. He's great. He's married really, to Anna Camp. Oh, I can so see it, too. I can so see like, it. Come on. The smolder. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. I, yeah. He's Lord, a little small. Though, I really, I really like that pick. So Florence Pugh, just so we have a reference for a picture. If you don't know who Florence Pugh is, mother, stop it. Go educate yourself and get a better life. Sorry, not sorry. Bro, this is what I she looks like. Come I on. Florence has more of a shot of the two. So oh, totally, I agree. Black Widow. She's already in with Disney. And no, then yeah, I agree. Black Widow, I think she would be, yeah, that's perfect. Like, I mean, she's the embodiment, but also I think there is a chance, there's a slight chance that she would say no because of the fact that she is trying to be more a little more prestigious or she could want to take on a more prestigious role. She's already in blockbusters with, you know, with Disney. She already has a Disney role. It's possible. I'm not yeah. going to fault her, but it is possible. So I do have a backup. I don't like my backup as much as I enjoy my initial choice because it's fucking boring for you. And my whole heart would explode with happiness over the moon. Um, it's Emma Roberts is my choice for Ting Rapunzel. Now, on initial reaction, you're like, eh, it's not that great. Which, I agree. I personally think she could do something really interesting with it. Um, it's not my favorite choice, but I think with some work, some ideas and stuff, I think it could it could possibly. She currently booked to the nine right now, so I don't really think it's going to happen either. But who would you choose? It's very hard because um, they're such great roles. So I absolutely love your oh, Meryl Streep or Mother Gothel. Just going to put that out there. Who? Meryl Streep or Mother Meryl oh. Streep or Mother Gothel. Hearing her sing Mother Knows Best, give me a break. <laughs> Meryl oh. Streep and Florence Pugh, Aria Connection, and Little Women attack it from that angle. Oh. They play together. Like, it works. It literally just Why makes it sense. for this movie? <laughs> I tell you. That's great. It's per... Oh. Um, now, now, the other one I had in mind for... Mm-hmm. What's the... what what Flynn. The other one I had in mind for Flynn... I don't know if you're going to like it. I think it would work really well. Um, oh, the guy who played Han in Solo. Oh, um, Arn Aronite. Yeah. Because he's got the smolder down. You can't play Han without smolder. I'm just going to type in Solo, guys. That's what we're going with now because I just, I can't, I can't look up his name. It's so hard. All right, I, I got a horrible picture, but like we we understand. Yeah. So there we go. I think like, he could play a really good. I think there. I I I'm not disagreeing. Also, it'd be like a nice reward for saying, "Hey, we gave you this really really shitty thing. Here's something to reward you for that." Yeah, because if if, if they ever announced a solo Disney Plus show, I'd be happy. But also, I I do have a feeling, a slight feeling, just a slight <laughs> feeling. That they also would not give him another blockbuster because it's the do so bad. That's not his. Fault. I would. 
No, but you can blame it on the star power. Yeah, you then, can. Uh-huh. But he, but he, but I think he'd be a really good Flynn. Rapunzel, I think you nailed. Florence Pugh, come on, it's Florence Pugh. It's now, Florence by Pugh. the way, you have to understand that these live action remakes love to give their um their their princesses a sidekick. Now, if Florence Pugh got cast, I think Emma Roberts could be a good sidekick to Florence. Oh, oh that's what it was. That it was not as um not as oh not as Rapunzel, but Mother Gothel's daughter. Oh, was Cassandra. That is a spoiler for anybody who wants to watch Single After Ever After. It is a spoiler for the TV show. Uh, you don't learn it until like the midway through season two. I don't think it is what it is. But it is Meyer Gothel's daughter is the person running around there. I can bring up Cassandra for you in case you're curious what she looks like. Um, this is somebody that comes up very later on and things. It's a very interesting kind of convoluted, not going to lie premise but putting her mm-hmm. in there with rapunzel instead in the castle instead of having her become a best friend would be great mm-hmm. so let's just go ahead i'm going to show you guys the picture this is what she looks like i think this would be a great role for emma roberts that's what it was now actually now looking at the picture you know what i could see in that role too who i also get an allison brie vibe i was actually going to say say zoe de chanel no, I can see it. But I can see Brie, though. I can see Allison Brie really easily, especially in that far picture down there at the very end of the first row. I can see Allison Brie with that. Allison Brie, for anybody who's curious who that is. She's married to Dave Franco, amazing mm-hmm. actress, does a great job. Highly recommend her stuff. Very, very funny. But no, I, I didn't realize this was actually announced either. Yes, um, it was leaked, I should say, not so much announced, but um, it has been greenlit, it is moving forward. Now, by the way, if they let Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi play the parents, we have to let them do a rendition of At Last I See the Light as a nursery song to baby Rapunzel before she gets taken away, just to hear them see live action once. I have to say, and- though, because I think there's going to be a lot of controversy around this, just because Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi look amazing. They're at the best of their careers at this moment. Zachary Eli has Shazam. Like, I mean, they're busy people. That mm-hmm. is true. They had fun. They found time to do Tangled the series and things like that. You know, they've been game the whole way. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to be really offended if they don't get the leads. I, I think, think a lot of people... I, well, I, I think for like that standpoint, I think they'd be happy to be the heart of it. At any like you know at any point, but this is the first movie, first live action to come out where you could actually attainably get the people who voice the characters. And the other crazy thing about Tangled is that it is the first non-Renaissance movie. The the next one we're going to talk about is a Renaissance movie. Why do you think they're jumping ahead? Because Tangled was so popular, and because. Um, Tangled series is doing right. It's it's a very very feasible brand. I mean, it's a very smart now, idea. Now, now, now the other one, I think you're underlying here. I think the other one could be now. I think a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited for this. I have never been a huge Hercules oh. fan, but I only have one casting for this one, and it's controversial. But I have to agree with Twitter when Twitter is right. So, um, is it for Meg? It's from Meg. 
Go ahead and say yeah. it. I want to know if I'm on, I'm on your line. Ariana Grande? Yes. After I mean, her I mean, thing um, on disease, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because first off, she can pull the hair off really well. I can totally see her in the purple outfit. And then her singing with a bunch of pieces of, of concrete. And she has... She has talked about it a lot beforehand. Um, play Maggie things. The only thing that would make me nervous about it, I love her to death. Her acting is okay. Yeah, is it's that- okay. But if you give her enough songs, no one's going to care. And well, that's just also, my opinion. No offense to the Meg character. I love the Meg character to death, unless they expand upon her at all. Meg didn't really have a lot to do in the animated movie. <laughs> she was basically ha- Hades right-hand woman until she realized she loved Hercules, betrayed them, and then... Blah, blah, blah. So... Now, Hercules... Hercules, Hercules first off, if Dane DeVito does not play his little sidekick friend that makes him a hero, you are idiots. You are idiots, idiots, idiots. Because that is just... That's on the plate. Just give it back to him. Now, Hercules... You See, said, that's exactly... That's what I... Yeah. Now, 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 they actually gave me my Hercules while talking about Tangled. I think Zachary Levi would be an incredible Hercules. I really, really, really do. I think because, A, he's got the voice for it. He's got the muscle build for it. And, and, I, and I could totally see him, if they're going with how the movie was going, I could totally see him and Ariana Grande having that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't want it to happen because he can but, only be in one. But – I keep that mind. The, the, the biggest casting in this movie, the biggest casting is not Hercules, is not Meg, is Hades. Hades needs to be spot on. And Disney, you already got a good one. Just let him have the movie. The guy from Descendants 3. No, I don't want Cheyenne. I thought about Cheyenne Jackson coming back. And I, after seeing Descendants 3, I can totally, if they don't want to make him full blue, and they want to give him that kind of like, if they want to go like more like a realistic rocker aesthetic for hell, I think he would do perfect and give Hayden the song. I think it'd be awesome. After watching this, and everybody's been talking about it on Facebook and on Twitter, Cheyenne Jackson would be the perfect Hades to go against Levi's Hercules. I think it'd be awesome. I really, really and John Goodman as Zeus. Bingo. I've been thinking about this ever since they announced it. I want this movie so bad. I love. Besides so because I was him, curious, I was curious to see what other people are saying. I don't really have an opinion, so I wanted some help. Collider, which is a very credible source, by the way, if anybody's curious, they have slowly grows up the ranks years as years and years go by, and things yet, but they do have several choices that I think are interesting. Haley Seinfeld is Meg. I also Ooh. enjoy. Ooh. I think she would be really, really good as well. Like her. Stanley Tucci as Hades. Also, Ooh. don't hate. Kean uh, Peel as Pain and Panic. Yes. Also, don't hate as well. well so, this know. is also. Ari Hyenas and Lion King. I don't know if they wanted to do that again. Oh, they. I didn't watch it, so. They, they 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 were the uh the two idiot Are hyenas. You sure? Yeah. No 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 Keegan uh, was one of the hyenas. Peel wasn't. Um 
Thinking like a few of my hyenas. Beautiful thing of having internet is you can just Google everything. Well, Harry Styles yeah. are big though. Right? That's drawing oh. something. I know she can act. I know she can sing. Oh, go stream her new EP. It's amazing. Did you see her performance on Lipstick Battle as Michael Jackson? No. Oh, dude, it was so good. So, and also, another big one that everybody is casting is the Muses. Um, because everybody's yeah, really, really excited. Important. Those are important. So, I don't believe Beyonce would come back. So, that's no. all the race here. But Cynthia Arbo, I, mean, I think, would be a good one. Yeah. Lizzo, obviously. I mean, if Lizzo doesn't get hired, oh, yeah. Parker, Riot. Amber Riley from Glee also, I think, is a great one. I don't know yeah. who Brittany Howard is. I'm sorry for everybody who I just offended because I'm sure there's somebody else there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, that's that's very it's very inspiring casting here, guys. Bruce Campbell as Zeus. Would never have thought about oh. it, but like what how inspiring. Oh man. Bruce Campbell as Zeus, Zach Levi as Hercules, Haley Steinfeld as Meg, and Stanley Tucci as Hades. Who does not want to go see that movie? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Give him a long white hair. You're good to go. <laughs> wow. What a good choice. Sorry, just had to show off that picture. So Jacob, after hearing all these casting ideas, this is making more excited for this movie. <laughs> yes. I still, as much as I love Haley Seinfeld and stuff, which I do, um, I still would prefer Ariana Grande. And um, it's not so much because I think she's a great actress, because I think she's fine. I. I've never thought, oh my god, Ariana Grande is a horrible actress, and fuck you all on Twitter. Gosh, Twitter is a mess. Um, but no, still, I, don't think she's like, bad. I just don't think she. Oh, that's such a good choice as well. For who, Zeus? Oh yes. Also, no, no. I went back to Tangled. Sorry, guys. I, oh. I, I, I left you. Okay, so these are okay. Okay, back to Tangled. Sorry. Give me a long podcast tonight. Is that okay, Zachary? Do you yeah. care? You do care. No, I don't care. Okay, I was like, I can start wrapping it up. I mean, yeah. it's several things to go through. Okay, so for for Rapunzel, like I said, we talked about Florence Pugh. I totally forgot. Amanda Seyfried has been a fan casted for a long time. I think she's a lot more easier to get. So I think that's a great option. What? Do you think? Do you think you need to be too old to play her? No, I, I don't. I don't believe so because. Man, Seifert still looks like she's 20. So, Sabrina Carpenter, also another great Ari and Dizzy name and perfect project to put her on as well. Ooh, what about the girl from Sabrina? Oh, K Karen Chipica, yeah. also a great one. I, I think, think they might be because of Sabrina and because I'm not sure, but I, I still think it's a great. I, I think it's a great choice. So. That's my opinions. Those are some really, really good. Didn't think about them before. Now obsessed. And yeah, all those people. Tom them. Holland has also been a big one going around for for Flynn. Uh, for Flynn. That was a big one. Now, uh, now this is specifically to you because you're more of a Tangle fan. Than I. I love Tangle. Tangle is a fantastic film. But this is more for you. 
do you want Flynn and Tangle, Flynn and Rapunzel to be around the same age? Because they did a man aside for a Tom Holland. I don't know if that age would work. Well, if they did like a, a Tom Holland type of thing, they would need to skew a little longer. Dub Cameron, I think, is also another great choice. Um, no, to her at all, but I don't. I, but I, she already did do the princess angle with descendants and different yeah. things. I personally think the standout casting right is between Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. I do love being a good man aside, Fred. I'm not going to doubt you. I think it's great, but I can understand. And plus, Older, we sting. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, not a problem. Um, but also, I would say there is a good chance um, the other one, uh, Spring Carpenter, I also think is a great choice and things. Man, I can't she get definitely does need a vehicle. I can't get over Bruce Campbell as Zeus. Oh, I know. What an inspiring casting, I tell you. Collider coming out there with everything. All right, let's move on. Oh, seeing those two go against each other. Oh. And it's going to be very important. Um, Hercules has a lot of big castings. It's going to be like kind of like The Lion King. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch The Lion King. And you have to cast everybody right. Lion Hercules. Now, I understand Mulan got a lot of criticism because it's having music in it. It only has two really significant songs, and they're going to find their way to move on with the orchestra. Hercules, the songs have to be there. You cannot do a songless version of that movie. Well, I think going forward, I think they have realized that they can't do songless versions no. of these live actions. They have to be musicals. Because I don't understand. Like, Sleeping Beauty or Maleficent and stuff, that was fine. Yes. No songs need to be added. Cinderella had one song in it. It was, so that was fine. It was fine. Well, James can sing, so like, I mean, we weren't complaining or whatever. But Aladdin would not be Aladdin without its music. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast could not watch without its music. No. Like, also, by the way, for anybody's curious, Beauty and the Beast does not hold up five years later. So that's sad. I'm sorry, how long? Five. Five. Um. Now. I will riot personally. I will not go see Hercules if the I can go the distance is not in that movie. That song is influential to me. It's important to me, and it needs. To, and also, I mean, we just talked about it, Lizzo. Though those ladies on the on the ceramics are the narrators of the film, but they do it with style. Do not take that from them. Do not let them go. This is the story of a boy from the from the gods who became a manly man and then became a hero. Don't take that away I'm from very, important. Very curious. I think Tangled, I think there's a lot more elements they can add to it to make it more fleshed out. But Tangled, unlike the Renaissance movies, Renaissance movies were an hour and like 17 minutes and they had to expand. Tangled mm-hmm. was already expand on because it was an expanded story upon Rapunzel making right. it into a much more fresher adult. And so they could still stick very calmly to the original source material. I personally wouldn't mind. I don't want an exact copy. I've talked about this before. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Lion That's King, shot by shot. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I do want to add material. I think Cassandra is a great way to add material to an mm-hmm. already amazing story. Hercules, however, I'm very curious to see how they're going to expand. I would love, love for them to give some more for Meg to do. I'm sure they will. Like, like, don't make her just that damsel in the stress like she does in the animated film because we're past that now. Give Meg yeah. more to do. Like, explain why her and Hades 
are on the same level that they are. Like, what, like what happened there? Like, and how she was able to find where Hercules was going to be. Like, I want that. Now, I'm also excited for it to be a male. Well, I mean, we had Aladdin, where yeah. it's not. I like the idea of continuing down the path of it not just being about the princesses' movies because they do have some really, really good male-centric horror films. That would be Tarzan. I don't think they'll ever do it though. Sorry, Tarzan for God's to sake. I just, I only think you Tarzan right, and I don't know why they've never considered it. I think it would let John. John Favreau, when he wants to do it right, he does it right. I can I don't, totally I don't think doing the mocap for the, for the animals, it would make sense. No, I just I think, I think it's just a little and, too oh a little too adult. Why? Why is it a little too adult? The, really? The only, the only reason that movie's too adult for people is because how the ending is. The ending, the beginning. The middle, the the movie in general. I mean, it, go back and watch Star's End, and we'll have this conversation. Oh, I have numerous times, Jacob. That movie is the most important film in my life, besides Toy Story. Which, by the way, if Disney ever says we're making a live action Toy Story film, I'm done. <laughs> yep, we're all done. done. All done. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. <laughs> I don't think they will because it's a Pixar film. So, besides Tangled, what's the other live action one you want them to do? Frozen. I think the next step is to go into Frozen. Now, do you get certain people to come back for that movie, or do you take the cameos. risk and cast different people? <laughs> I take the risk and I, I use them as cameos. Yeah. Way to put the hair down. <laughs> and there's something different. I don't know. I I I mean. So what? So if 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 you feel that way about Frozen, then. Why do you want Mandy and Zachary to come back so much for Tangled? Well, uh, don't ask me that question. No, so, no, 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 no. You, no, it, it, no, 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 no. If you're willing to say that about Frozen, well, I'm thinking about it. I don't personally think of Dina Mazel. I don't want her as Elsa. Tread life carefully, there, Jacob. Tread it carefully. <laughs> I don't want her as Elsa. I don't. But she is Elsa. No, I know, but. <laughs> I think for live action, I think we could we could it could we could choose someone better. <laughs> Let's say it honestly. Now, I'm a little biased when it comes to the other voice actor here. So but you can't keep one sister. No for the other sister away. That, that I think personally I think because they're trying to build like a princess. Like, just from the ideas that they're drawing out and stuff, like a princess universe or whatever, it's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I think they all need to be around the same age. They have to skew younger. It's the same thing with Tangled. As much as I would love them to cast the people who should be cast, they're too old. I mean, it's just the truth. Mandy Moore is in her 30s or, you know, late 30s. Zachary Levi, same. You know, it's just they're great and they're still doing amazing work today. And that's the same case for everybody else. I don't personally think Adina Mazel would come back and do Frozen, just based off certain things that you read on the internet and things. It's terrible. It's absolutely. I feel so bad for her. So I don't think that would be. I don't think it would even be and like plus, a question. I mean, and plus, I mean, Disney's getting her already for Alphaba for Wicked. So I mean, they've got her already with that. So who knows? We'll wow. talk about if it gets announced or anything like that. 
Um, but I think that would be the next way to go. For me, the next one I want to see them do properly is Peter Pan. Peter Pan is also a great one, but I'm trying to choose ones that have not been remade already. Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think I know too dark. To me, those are the most I I think those are the ones that would translate the best over to live action. I think I think Hunchback is an important story. I think it's a good and yes, does it revolve around a lot of religion? Yes. One of the most important songs of that film is very, very, very adult. But I think I think the moral of that movie is an important message for kids. And so I think if they're willing to do it, I think they should be willing to do it in live action. I don't think they are, but who am I to know? Disney is making interesting choices. So. I completely agree. I completely agree on that. So we're going to move back into a normal news story that actually has some dirt and we things. We teased this during the endgame commentary at the end of it. We teased it. <laughs> so Universal made some interesting statements and some uh, important theater chains such as AMC. And Regal. Also made some interesting statements as well. Mm-hmm. Those statements are Universal's like, I'm all high and mighty. My only movie that did really well, it did amazing. And yep. so, fuck you, theaters. It's basically then, under those lines. Not really. I think a lot of people took it out of that way. They're saying movies like Fast and the Furious, Jurassic World and stuff, will go to theaters because those have chances of making a billion dollars. They have a chance to do really well at the box office. But movies like smaller films that Universal puts out, which don't normally tend to do very well, but they like making them, will go straight to video on demand because it was a very profitable thing. Theaters, obviously. I'll put the AMC part. And AMC went, um, we're just going to cancel you. Bye. (laughs) I do believe that by the end of the the summer, possibly middle of fall, they'll come down to an agreement or whatever. If that's Mm -hmm. the fact that AMC goes back on their word. I think Jacob, it's possible. Now, Jacob, we have to we have to genuinely like talk about this as as, as a real thing. What if they don't? Well, then all those movies that you are really, really excited about, you get to watch at home. I would I'm, personally say sell the bigger titles. I to other I, studios. I specifically am asking you because of Universal. How do you feel about Nine now? That's what I mean. I would say sell the titles. To what other companies? Yep. How does that make you feel, though? I mean, Universal's held down to that franchise since the beginning of it. It's okay. They're a billion-dollar franchise. If you're not going to make the money off it, let somebody else do it. That's my personal opinion on it. I personally, though, because the theaters are in such bad shapes, they can't. They they will go back on their word. They have they, to. They will because they'll come they, down to an agreement. AMC would be losing so much revenue from people because they couldn't go see Fast and Furious, Jurassic World, all these movies and theaters because of one little film. But you have to remember Universal also owns Illumination, and so any Minions movies. Minions for me movies. Would not be coming out this year if it was coming out still. It would not be coming out this year. So. And that would not be crazy to think about. Well, no. If it was still coming out this year, it would still have come out. Because some coronavirus would but it, it would be going out in theaters, though, if that's the case. No, it would. It would have because then everything would have been normal. I think this I don't I personally do believe these movies are too big. Theaters would make too much money off of it. They're gonna go out. I think they're gonna cut a deal. Be like, these hey, fine, Comcast, you're being a dick. It's whatever. Cut me in. If you want to send these movies out to streaming, 
well, then you're going to have to give me a deal. How about 30, 70 or whatever? So let, 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 let's say they make a deal and they're allowed back in theaters. Do you think one of the, one, one of the, one of the things of that contract would be like there'll be limited theaters for those movies coming in? Yeah, I think there is a possibility you could see that limited theaters or it's a shorter window run. So let's say Fast and Furious and so having a normal four month to five month run, depending on how popular the movie it is, it's now cut down to a month or a month and a half and then it goes straight to digital. But then and so then you have a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm yeah. just gonna wait until digital and not go and see it in the movie theater or whatever it could be. But that's the price to Universal how to pay for making such a broad statement. I mean, I think a lot of, especially for these next few movies that are coming up, Tenant, which we'll talk about here in a minute, Mulan, Wonder Woman, Woman, SpongeBob, that type of stuff. They're right here at the end of all this when we're supposed to be getting back into society and things. I think they're all going to have shorter windows anyways. I think they're all going to be in theaters for a month, a month and a half, and then straight to video on demand because there's more money to be made at people staying at home. Get in there. I don't honestly know if that's true or not, which we'll get into in a minute. I think we'll find out on May 15th whether or not this is still going to work. Scoob. I think Scoob will be the real big decision on whether or not this is still going to work because trolls happen right at the thick of this. Scoob is coming at the very end of it, kind of, sort of. So we're going to see if people are willing to spend that $20 to just straight buy the film. Or... No, 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 no. It's $20 to rent, $25 to buy. I, am I paying $45 this week on movies? Yes, I am. Which of movies? Which ones? We're, we're owning Scoob. We'll own mm-hmm. that on Friday. Then also I'm going to buy um, The Invisible Man when it comes out on Tuesday. So, And those are both $20. I mean, you can... See, it's it's so we'll get into that. Invisible Man's an interesting one. We'll circle back around to that when it, when we're talking about what's coming out this month. But let's continue on, um, moving forward. I think this is a very interesting story, and I can't wait to see the development. Mm-hmm. I just want to put it out there, saying, "Hey, this is something we're gonna be covering over the next few months." And so, get some popcorn, get ready, type of thing, because like, it's gonna be an overarching thing. Some things that are happening though across. The pond from us and over in Florida, Disneyland Orlando, which is in Florida. Florida, uh, their version of Disneyland is more closed off. Um, it's not the one that everybody goes to. You know, yeah, it's not the big one in the yeah. United States. Um, and so it is being talked about being opened at the end of this month or the beginning of next month. I think there are some problems with that, personally. They do have a huge plan for it. I think some of this stuff is pretty good. But... The more interesting thing here, and honestly, it truly is the more interesting thing, is the poll that came out of this. So people were asking, are you going to go back to the movies? Are you going to go back? Are you going to go back into your normal life once you can? 40% of the population that got polled said yes. And it broke it down into different categories and stuff. 40% of people said they would go back to the movies opening weekend, even with the threat of being, you know, having a virus staring you directly in the face. Um, 60% of people said they would go back to amusement parks opening weekend. So there's that. What society do we live in? And that's mostly what I want to talk about with you. Not so much of, oh my God, this is opening because it's normally, it's an in-house park. I mean, the people who live there are probably the people who are going to be going there, you know, type of thing. 
I can actually talk about this from a personal experience. I work, so I work in, I work in a store over here in Fairfield called Jungle Gems. It is basically a, 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 an amusement park for grocery shopping. We have a lot of attractions in there, a lot of things you can do. And it's, a, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the thing that makes the most money for, for our town. And for the past, since this all started, six feet my ass. I work over in our seafood department, and it's like a little sardine cup. Everybody's staying close to each other, and it's just, it's ridiculous. No one's following it. It's a bunch of bullshit, and no one's following it. No one's no one's being strict about it. Yes, make a, we make an announcement every, like, every other hour saying, hey, six feet apart, keep all your groups together, all that stuff. And some people listen to it, absolutely. But other people just don't give a shit. And so hearing that people are wanting to go back to amusement parks while this is still going on scares me because it just underlines the point. A lot of people just don't care. They don't care what the threat is, how it's going to affect people. They just don't care. They want to get back to normalcy, and I fucking hate it. I risk my life every day for eight to ten hours to give people food, and they can't have the decency to look at each other and go, six feet, safety. And I have to go there and deal with them. So I, I would feel absolutely terrible for any amusement park people dealing with, we have to keep these lines six feet, like six, six inches apart between these amusement lines. Do you realize how many people would get pissed if they had to wait in a line that long for a ride? Yeah. I imagine it. I just and couldn't. so that's why there is... There is things that they're going to be putting forward. Why am I dying? I don't know, guys. But there are things that people are going to be putting forward to um, try to help, like, regulate this and stuff. So it's not so bad, but still. It really is. And, you know, we really don't talk about this. I mean, we talk about it in a sense of film and how it's affecting that. We really don't talk about it. Because it, it, it sucks to talk about, but it, it's a blatant thing. If people want us to get back to normalcy, then accept what your government and your governors of your states are doing. Realize they're doing it for your benefit and not for their own. Follow what they want and just let it happen. I feel like you and I got lucky when it comes to our governors and how and how they're and how they're reacting to what's going on and how we're moderately laying things open. There are certain states. That got the worst end of this stick. Florida is a great example of that. It's an absolute great example of that. They waited too long. The whole spring break nonsense earlier this year. And they want to reopen their park. After all of that. Use your brain. Not what's going on in your hand. At this time. Yeah, it's all about the economy. I mean, that's what all this stuff is. It's all about the economy. That's why restaurants are opening. That's why... All these things are opening movie theaters. I'm not going back into a restaurant for at least another good two months. I'm not taking that risk. It's not worth it. My favorite store yeah, yeah. time opens back up on the 12th. I'm not going. The only thing that I would go to is the movie theater. And that's it. That's the only place I would go. Except for like my job. Like yeah. I, I mean, I'm going back to my, my job here and tomorrow. And so like that type of thing. So. It's it, it, well, 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 obviously we're going to keep updated with what's going on, but honestly, people, 
listen to what they're telling you to do. They're not telling but you. But here's the thing: there's a lot of people who are telling a lot of places that are telling them they they can go out and stuff. But I mean, just go online, search Mother's Day, look at all the people who went out for Mother's and states that they could, and look and see how much of a sardine box it is. It's because it's just like it's it's a taste of freedom. It's a tiny taste of freedom. And we're all gonna run wild with it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we can go to the movies. Tenet, Tenet's only showing. Well, time to go see Tenet four times because I can. I am scared to death to to see what we are gonna be like once things start going back into modernization again. I mean, it's gonna be ridiculous. You're gonna you're not gonna be able to do anything, go anywhere, see anything because we're gonna be full. And it's not. And for the people that are not gonna take that risk and go out at the time. They're going to be the ones that get get left out of it, and so by the time they're ready to go back in, they're not going to have time to do it or get in to be able to do it because people are going to be rushing it like idiots. All right, continuing down the line of things is, I figure this is a great time to segue into it, is that theaters are opening. Theaters in Florida, for instance, are opening. Um, Pictures and stuff got put online today or over this weekend of the theaters showing kind of what they're doing the so big takeaways i think the biggest takeaways from all the news headlines and stuff that came out of this is that obviously everybody from huge theater chains like people who are the runners the business people behind it and stuff went to these places they did show new release movies that had were already slated such such as i still believe or bloodshot which we'll talk about here in a few minutes but they also showed cheaper movies, such as Harry Potter, and there was also another one. Um, sorry for everybody who's listening to this by audio. Can you hear me hiccup? I know it's annoying, but it's also annoying for me, so just deal. And then also, um, other things to take away, so that could happen. So Tenet might not be on every screen, because yeah. they might try that in other places if it's successful. Then also, um, they have a no-touch, there's a no-hand policy. You have to pay for your ticket online before you get there. You get there. You don't even print off your ticket. It's a whole thing. Then you're not allowed to give anybody your card or anything at concession at concessions. Um, it has to be done through your phone. They have to be able to scan your phone. It's a big thing. The doors cannot be touched. So if you're going into the movie theater, somebody is there to open the door for you. You cannot actually touch the door. Trying to help everybody. Trying not to get sick. And things you do have to wear a mask when you enter the movie theater, but there is something that's very interesting that you don't have to do. Then there is somebody they're leaving the doors open inside the movie theater. So, like if you're walking into a theater, normally they close the doors when the movie starts. That's not gonna be the case anymore. They're gonna leave leave them open for anybody who needs to walk in or walk out can. So someone's out there 24-7 trying to regulate that one door. Yeah. Most people who are going into the movie theater, so as soon as they sit down inside their seat that they had reserved, they're taking off their mask and laying it to the side. So then what's the point of wearing it into the theater if you're just going to be taking off around a bunch of people anyway? And so they can eat their food and things. Ironically, that's not something they talked about, though, was how they're delivering their food, how that works, how conceptions work. None of that was mentioned in any of the headlines I read, or I guess articles in this, in this case I read. But those are the big takeaways, is the fact that it's touchless. 
there's hand sanitizer. They're trying to keep it safe for you the best they possibly can. And people did go. People did go see movies. So I, I understand you said that you'd be going back to theaters. Would you be willing to go through all that process just to go sit down yeah. and watch a movie? Yep. Just hearing about it kind of makes you want to stay back for a little bit and wait. Yeah, that's fine. My, my guess. My my, my, my my one issue with how how this is all gonna go, unfortunately, is the whole touch thing. I, I get it, understand it. I don't want to hear another movie two doors down while I'm trying to watch mine because it got loud. Like say I'm going to watch like 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 a small, quiet, intimate film in my theater, and one door behind me is playing Jurassic Park Four Rise of the T Rex. And all of a sudden during like this very emotional moment. Yeah, but, life, okay. Um, by the time Jurassic Poor Part Four Rise of the T Rex, highly <laughs> unlikely. But by the time that comes out, the door is gonna be closed. Like <laughs> your fight is nothing. But you know, but you understand what I'm saying though. I get it. I would use Taint as an example. You know, Fine. say you're watching an intimate film such as like I still believe, which is extremely quiet. I can yeah. write the fact that I just watched it a few days ago. And you know, Tenet is playing right beside you, and you hear nothing but card like whatever the action yeah. sequences might be in there. Wouldn't that annoy you? Eh. I just sit by tiny theaters anyways. It doesn't make a difference. You're just ready to go back to a theater. You really don't yep. care what I'm perfectly fine with it. And my rule was is that I had to go back to work first. I wasn't allowed in a theater, and so I was physically having to go outside. And I physically have to go outside now, and so that's my excuse. And so when they say I can go back, <laughs> Jesus, Jacob, stop it. <laughs> I think this is the chocolate finally getting out of your system. I don't know. It's something. But um, I do have to say, though, I'm only going back to the movie theater when they start playing new releases. Yep. So if that's not until well, – However, however, if my theater says they're playing an Infinity War endgame back-to-back screening – you 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 bet, you bet your ass I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll be right there. I'll be right yeah. there. Hold or, my seat. or even for me, if they say we're playing all seven Harry Potter films over the past over the next two days. Um, hi, hi. Yep. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> hi, how are you? I just yeah. No, I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. No, but because for me, I mean, like that's just I get to go watch Endgame in theaters just because I have nothing else better to do. Fine by me. <laughs> Well, what I'm saying is that it's very unlikely and more than likely it's going to be like, let's say, I don't know, Tenet. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tenet. <laughs> I've never heard Nolan more excited about a movie that he's made, and yet we've barely seen anything from it. Which we'll know by this week if we are going to see anything from it. <laughs> or not, because the, so the, the movie itself costs $205 million to make. Before advertising, it's a big it's a big blockbuster, which means it's going to have at least a hundred million dollars in advertising. And so, Warner Brothers needs to make the official announcement they're willing to lose all that money to put it in theaters right away. But like I had mentioned before, with the theaters are opening, theaters are opening. But the big chains need to open: New York, L.A., those places, the places Mm -hmm. where movie going. Where a movie going is important. If I go to the movie theater, it doesn't make a difference. Sixty thousand people in New York go to the movie theater it makes a bigger difference. Also, China needs to open back up yeah. overseas. It cannot be based on us. 
Now, we need the other markets as well. Let me ask you this. Let's say all these theaters reopen, but New York and LA specifically just don't open yet because they're not comfortable with it. Is it worth opening then at that point still? No, it's called hold back. Hold back. Do you realize, though, if that's the case, the summer would have come and gone with not a single release in theater? That's crazy. I've not been in the theater since March 17th, for anybody who is curious. March 17th. I haven't been in the theater since February. Yeah, Zachary, that's depressing because you cut away. The last movie, Jacob, I saw in theaters, I not kid you, was when we saw Birds of Prey. That's so sad. I'm so sorry. I know. It hurts. It really hurts. Moving forward, we do have midnight. We'll talk about more about Tenant next week, by the way, guys. Yeah. We, I, we, we just had, we had a little thought, and yeah. So Zachary was asking you about a book called Midnight Sun, which got announced earlier this week. Midnight Sun is, well, okay, you're going to find this to be really stupid, okay? Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Midnight Sun was announced 10 years ago. When Twilight got, when Breaking Dawn was done, Stephanie Meyer had no intentions of writing the hosts, the chemists, or whatever things that have popped out of her brain since then that I've not read. She had no intentions. She wanted to continue the universe of Twilight. But bef- before the big you know, attractions like Grey, when Fifty Shades of Grey, did that whole what's tell what happens in Grey's mind or whatever, there was Twilight. And Twilight, she wanted to do an Edward Collins for version of Twilight. A more grittier, darker version of Twilight that she could not show because it wasn't from the vampire side. Grittier. Yeah, that's those were her words. Okay. Grittier. So, someone thought it'd be really, really funny 10 years ago to get on her laptop, hack into her laptop, and leak the first 160 pages of the book. The book itself was rumored to come out was going to be around 900 pages for the first Twilight film. Which, in retrospect, is 546 pages more than the original book itself. Yeah. Because Edward has a lot of things going inside his head. The first 160 pages of the book only covered the first three chapters of the novel. This is obviously the rough draft version or whatever. I have all the word counts. I have all of everything. I got to do that. that point, it's a novella. It's not a novel. It's an epic. <laughs> well, yeah, but the last... The last Twilight was um, 946. I consider Breaking Dawn an epic. I don't really know if we agree on the same page here, but you know, that's fine. So, in retrospect, or whatever, it came out that, hey, we are getting Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun is Edward's version of Twilight. The problem with this, my issue was, did I go ahead and and pre-order it? Yes. Am I looking forward to it? Yes, because of the simple fact that I thought it was better writing than Twilight was. So, and that was 10 years ago. Like, it's also learned from 10 years to now. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, could you imagine? Great. Exciting. Also, no, 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 no offense to Bella. Edward's a more interesting character than she was. But she already did this. When Twilight turned 10 years, she released a copy of the book, which you could flip and would have another story on the other side. Now, it's not exactly this. She gender-swapped the roles 
And so Edward's character was Bella's character and Bella was Edward's character. It was horrible. It was pure trash. Highly don't recommend at all. I felt very Donald Trump there. So it's very interesting. That was the feeling I got. Midnight Sun, however, is coming out in August. As its release date. Uh, August 4th to be exact. It is 672 pages long. Well, she cut out a lot of it. Well, the whole book wasn't done. And so, like, I mean, the average was going to be around there. And it's currently 1745. But if you tell anybody, like, literally any anybody that you order it from Amazon, which is where I'm looking at right now, they will kill you. So, careful. Oh, by the way, if anybody's curious, the cover is a pomegranate. But I can show you anyways. That's what you... If you're curious, that's the cover. That, 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 that. That okay. You, uh, I got it, Jake. That's the cover. Uh, you know, I waited almost almost two hours from when we started our conversations to that point to find out what Midnight Sun was. And I have to tell you, all the anticipation really didn't pay off. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, it's interesting. It is. But also, fun facts here. So, we were talking, the reason why we brought this up, the reason why we categorize this as movie, is because if if this does well, which, spoiler alert, it's going to do well, um, they're going to greenlit a TV show, or maybe, or a movie, or something, possibly something for HBO Max, whatever it might be, because it is a Warner Brothers property, because it's made by Summit. Which is at co whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the next best way to go with this is instead of doing this because no one wants an Edward version of Twilight the movie. <laughs> like I wouldn't pay to see it. I don't think anybody would pay to see it. Yeah. I already saw it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll read it, but I won't. I won't like you know. Yeah, it's a little different. So it's to continue on. <laughs> With the life, like let's let's go with let's go with their children. Let's go with Taylor's character, Jacob, and then their child. You know, and that creepy imprinting and how they're gonna fall in love and stuff. Let's continue down that line because there was a very big speculation that Midnight Sun would never come out because of all the controversy and stuff that happened ten years ago, and that this would be a sequel to Breaking Dawn. It was not, and the reaction has been mixed. A lot of people, if you're a huge fan of Twilight when we were younger. You're excited for it because you've been waiting 10, 10 years and, you know, it's like this whole big thing. But also, like, you're a brand new Twilight fan. You probably don't care. Yeah. You would probably prefer a sequel to Breaking Dawn. And so that's why I say they should do it with the movies or a TV show or something. You know what this also means? It brings Taylor Lautner back out of the uh, excudity. No, Taylor Lautner has been acting. Thanks, Wayne. He has his own TV show and everything. Wow, apparently it's so good I've heard about it. Um, he takes things way too literally, and sometimes it's really funny, and sometimes I'm like, I was just making a sarcastic joke. I don't even know what tile the show is or where it's at. I don't really care. If you're still with us. Chucko. So it's called. Sorry? Chucko. Gesundheit? 
That, that, that's what it's called. It's called Chuckle. Oh. It's fifth season. So, boom. But, yeah. So, moving on. That's all the stories. Um, and now we're going to come into what's coming out this month because it's now in 22 minutes. Do you think we can end it in six in in like three minutes? No, but at least we hit the hour 26 mark. High five! Yeah, we're on the podcast probably. No, uh, but good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go through the DVD release list. Trying to hear you trying to say good. Oh, We're going to go through the DVD release dates. I do want to mention, however, in here that there are several of these that you can already rent for cheaper. And if I find one or see one that I know that is cheaper than what it's saying on here, I will let you know as well. All right. Here it is. Here's the list. We're going to go through last week because, well, we didn't have a podcast last week. So if you want to know why we didn't have a podcast last week, go watch Avengers Endgame commentary. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, some movies that came out last week are Gretel and Hansel. Zachary, you going to watch Gretel and Hansel? No. Oh, no? Why not? No. Doesn't it just seem so fun to you? No. Bloodshot, you can now rent it. Maybe. I still believe. We'll talk about it later. And then The Lodge were the big movies that came out. Arkansas is also doing extremely well. I have no idea what's about, but it's doing really well. So. What's The Lodge? Oh, The Lodge. So there's this there's this Dutch movie called Goodnight Mommy. And uh, no, I'm good. I, I can already tell where that's going. I'm fine. <laughs> and so this is what they made afterwards. It's with Riley and then Jaden Martell, which is a great actress. It's yeah. But no, I'm good. It might be a little religious. I'm not sure. I'll let you know. I'll be okay. watching in a few weeks. Cool. cool. So, any thoughts? Any opinions? Um, the only one that really piques my mind on there is Bloodshot. Uh, I still believe is your typical religion film. So, I just know. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, but the rest of them, nothing really stands out. That's it. <laughs> Well, what shot was good. I do recommend. It was a fun movie. Fun, fun, fun time. So this week brings us to Birds of Prey, which you can have already rented beforehand. So, you know. But with Birds of Prey, by the way, you can now buy it. Like, actually, as a Blu-ray. So that's cool. That's fun. Which, to, have- to, to be completely honest about Birds of Prey, at this point, if you've not either rented it or bought it digitally, why'd you wait so long? This is true, but my you <laughs> did so. You know. Also, want to mention that on Tuesday, the sun on here. It's a little further down. Invisible Man becomes able available to buy, and so you can buy it. Um, that's what something that's coming out. The Call of Wild. I highly recommend you rent. Fancy Island will be rented, so we'll let you know how that is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. I'm sorry for myself, but you know, it's fine. All right, is there anything else in here that piques your interest? Anything you're excited about? Um, we own the two movies. I've seen I've seen one, and I'm going to watch the other one eventually. So, no. Cool, 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 cool. Also, I'm looking for, forward to uh, the earlier. I'll probably end up running that as well. What's the, the... It's a little probably too confusing for your brain cells, but it's okay. So, 
Moving on to Tuesday, May nineteenth. All right, we're gonna talk about we're gonna be we're gonna be kind of blunt here because I feel like some people just need to hear it. Some people need to hear it real. One, you can rent Sonic right now. Why are you waiting to pay twenty dollars to own it? Yeah, it's not worth it. But still, that's your opinion. It should be everybody's opinion, honestly. I'm worried about Disney Plus. Why don't you have Disney Plus? These are questions we need to know the answers to. And, and by the way, you're willing to pay $20 for a service that you can only pay $6 for. By the way, he's saying all this. If you Even if you don't have Disney Plus, go watch Onward. You're okay. not going to be disappointed. Great, 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 great movie. Great it's movie. Fantastic film. Much better than the other trash that's next to it. The Way Back is able to rent if you want to rent it already. The Boy 2, I don't know. Could not tell you, but possibly. Emma, you can officially buy now, so, you know, more than likely, if you're renting Emma, you probably are going to want to own Emma. It's a niche film, so just go ahead and make the purchase. It's probably cheaper that way. I'll save you some money. Um, I don't, I know what this is, but I also don't know what this is all at the same time. Buffalo looked interesting. I know what it is, but I couldn't, like, explain to you what it was either. It's so weird. Just Sleep Dark, Apocalypse War. Well, I've heard I nothing but good things about this movie. This is the final film in the 15-film DC animation franchise. Can, 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 can we talk about that for a second? Did you realize it's been 15 no. movies since this started? I did not. Yeah, ironically, you know what this movie started with? Flashpoint. Yeah, that's very interesting. I thought Justice League War was the first one of that little thing, but nope, it was Flashpoint. Then we also have Last Moments of Clarity, which I'll see because of Samara leaving. Then we also have The Good Place Final Season, which I'm excited about because that means they finally can come to freaking Netflix. So, You know, that also means I can finally watch the darn thing. Yeah, you idiot for not watching it sooner. So, out of this list of things, what draws your attention automatically? Uh, For me, obviously, it's The Way Back. The Way Back and Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. Those are the things that sound me the most. Um, I've been wanting to see The Way Back for the longest time now. I've been waiting patiently for it to be able to rent. And or purchase, and now that I can soon, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, I've followed this story arc for DC since it started. I've seen every single one of these movies, and yes, they are hits and misses, don't get me wrong. But uh, I've heard nothing but good things for the ending of this. And the fact that the DC comics got an entire 15 film run in animated form and got to end it before the DC live action ones did i i find kind of funny i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i also want to mention to anybody uh just like apocalypse war is based off a comic book but for this particular movie it's extremely loosely based off of that comic book and story very, very well. much rated r oh yes yeah, hard r yep 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 which by the way who saw that coming <laughs> I mean, I kind of did. That's kind of where they're moving into. So for May 26th, the big movie out here is The Invisible Man. But I'm assuming if you're going to buy it, you're going to buy the digital version. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. The only movie in here that I would actually probably purchase, purchase, Mm -hmm. like DVD-wise, would be Birds of Prey. Oh, for me, it'd be Onward. Oh, no. I... I'll, that makes sense. I, you know me. I have a Disney collection. I okay. I, I own my ones. I, I love Coco. I love you know all those kind of movies. And so I would I would I would own Onward. Hey Zachary. Yeah. I think I know a perfect movie we should watch together. Onward. 
No. Actually, Jacob, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was actually going to ask you if you want the next commentary to be Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I had a few comments on some recent videos on this channel um, asking if we could react to it. And why not Let's react to the whole movie? Let's do it. All right. We'll Very have good. a date soon. Our next right. commentary is on Sonic the Hedgehog. We're, we're definitely moving up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> we're going from Avengers Endgame to Sonic. What a turn. <laughs> what a depressing life we live. So, next I'm going to go through, I'm going to very quickly run through a whole list of TV shows that are going to be starting. This is um, the podcast where I go get some more pizza. Jacob, please continue. So it's a whole list of things, and I'm going to laugh, and there's something on here that he's going to be like, really? From across the room. <laughs> so starting with May 1st, which today is May 10th, so don't judge us. We're a little behind on schedule. Hollywood Season 1 comes out. Upload Season 1. I've seen both those. Those are great. You should watch them. Trying Season 2, which is an Apple TV Plus TV show. Betty, which I have no idea what that is, but it's HBO. Ghost Rider Season 1 Part 2, Apple TV Plus. Into the Night Season 1, Netflix. Reckoning uh -huh. season one, Netflix. What? Ghost Rider? Not like Rider, but like W R I T E R. Oh, I was like, when did that happen? Yep. Nope. May 3rd is Billion season five. It's its premiere. Any of these season things that are on like Showtime or whatever are the premieres of the TV shows. They don't actually have the episodes overall. Just give you a heads up. The Real Housewives of uh, Pot Mac, Potato Mac. I'm not really sure. Season 4 is Bravo. Rick and Morty Season 4, Adult Slim. Heard mixed things about that season so far. May 4th, Crip Show. So huh. May, May 4th is Crip Show Season 1, AMC. Reno 991, or nope. Reno 911 Season 1, it's the reboot on Quibi. Has the same as that cast, though. Unless Useless Celebrity History Season 1, Quibi also. Disney Galleries, The Mandalorian Season 1, Disney+. Plus. May 5th is Jerry's, Jerry Seinfeld's 23 Hours to Kill. Not heard super great things about that so far. Million Dollar It's okay. Yeah, like I heard it's mostly old stuff. Like there's not a lot of new content. It's not TVMA. So he's not really going all for it when it comes to the jokes. It was, it was just okay. Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles Season 12. Bravo. May 6th is Working Mom Season 4 on Netflix. I know a lot of people who like that TV show. So there you go. May 7th is Blind Spot Season 5, its premiere. Tyler Perry's Bruh, Season 1, BET Plus. Celebrity Watch Party, Fox. That sounds interesting. I don't know what it is, though. But it does sound interesting. May 8th oh, is... I know what Celebrity Watch Party is. So every week, you're going to watch a either film or TV series or TV episode with a, with a celebrity. Like It's like a watch-along. That could be really interesting, basing on um, who was going to be a part of the episodes and stuff. And what they're watching, that could be good. That could also be really bad. So, like, it's a mixed bag there. May eighth is Dead to Me season two. Go stream it right now if you haven't. So, our opposites is season one at Hulu, um, The Eddie season one Netflix, which got a lot of traction over the weekend. Robbie season one Comedy Central. Jimmy O Yang Good Deal Amazon. May tenth is sorry. There's a lot, but I figured a lot of people want to know this stuff, so. That's why I'm reading it. May 10th is Feeding America Comedy Festival, NBC. I Know This Much is True, Season 1, HBO. J.J. Veldor's Fairy Tale, Season 2, Adult Swim. Oh, they're just hitting everything. Good for them. 
May 11th is Trial by Media, Season 1. That sounds interesting. Blackballed, Season 1, is Quibi. Uh, Barkitect, Barkitecture, which I'm assuming is about dogs? Question mark? Season 1 is also Quibi, so it's probably going to be weird. Bakeaway Camp with Martha Stewart. Wow. If there's not weed involved, I don't want to watch it. And that's the honest truth. Season 1, Food Network. Amy Schooner Learns to Cook. It's officially premiering. Season 1, also, that is on May 11th. We had just talked about that a few weeks ago. May 12th, Hollywood Game Night, Season 7. Half the Happy Days, Gary Marshall. If there's anything in here that sounds interesting to you, let me know. Will do. May 14th, The Mystery Index, Season 2, TBS. The Great, Season 1, who? I'm pretty sure that's the one with Ella Fanning, if I'm not mistaken. Masters yeah. of... Oh, so good. Is that is that right? I want to say that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's the Ellie Fair one. Yeah, really it's the middle of the month. Master of Illusion season ten, CW. They don't know that's on the CW. It's a dog's life season one, Disney Plus. The last Narc miniseries, Amazon. May seventeenth is High Town season one, Stars. Snowpiercer finally premieres on TNT. It's been off. If you love the movie, watch the show. I heard great things from the different things I've leaked and stuff from it. I hate to say that it leaked, but like, what culture do we live in? May 18th, The Now, Season 1, BBC Radio 4. Centerpiece Season 1 is Clippy. May 19th is Stargirl, which I will be doing, I think I'm going to react to, um, which is the CW. The New Genetic Detective Season 1, ABC. May 20th is Game On Season 1. At Home with Andy Sedaris, True TV. A Wino Garage Season 6, NBC. The 100 Season 7, which I definitely am reacting to, the CW, Ultimate Tag Season 1. May 21st is Burden of Truth Season 3. The Split Season 2, which is on Sundance. Pence Season 1, which is also on Sundance. Holy Moly's the sequel. Okay. ABC. Labor of Love Season 1, Fox. To Tell the Truth Season 5, ABC. May 22nd, Homecoming Season 2, Amazon. Selling Sunsets Season 2, Netflix. How far are we going up? What? How far are we going? Like into what month? Oh, we're only reading May. Okay. I'm just letting people know for this month. I have the whole list, but like, that's too much reading. <laughs> May 25th, Life Size Toy Sacker. That should be interesting for you. Season 1 is on. Maybe I can give you my information in case you're interested. I'm fine. I'm just saying. The Titan Game Season 2 is on NBC. Barkskin Season 1, National Geographic. That kind of sounds like Carol Barkskin. Baskin. So funny. Grant miniseries history. May 26th. Maris. What? Still haven't seen it. And I'm happy I have a casting announcement. Nicholas Cage. They literally went with Nicholas Cage. I'm so mad. Casting, but I'm still not going to watch Titan King. I, I I think it's I think yeah I think it's very simple and very dumb casting so like we we not same page. May twenty sixth, the Mayor's Got Talent season fifteen, World of Dance season four. All these, I, I it's interesting to me the way they're doing that stuff. Those are both on NBC. If anybody is curious, yeah. I'm assuming they're premiering like hours. It's gonna be weird. May twenty seventh is Margins Agent of Sealed season seven final oh, season mm-hmm. ABC. Legendary Season 1, HBO Max. The Not Too Late Show with Elmo, which I'm super duper looking forward to, also comes out for HBO Max. Oh, I asked you earlier last week on the podcast if you are excited for Elmo. You went, eh, it's okay. That trailer took you, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. It's so I good. It. it was so good. 
it's like so, such a good time. It's so cool. I love I love the concept. It just um, Elmo fits perfectly. <laughs> Love Life Season 1, HBO Max. American Soul Season 2, BET. May 29th, Rami Season 2, Hulu. Central Perk. Nope, Central Park Season 1, Apple Plus. Apple TV Plus. You're Space Force. Into a curveball when you said Central Perk. Like, is there going to be a show? Yeah, I got really excited there, too. So, like, it's yeah. fine. Space Force Season 1, Netflix. Oh, wait. <laughs> Somebody Feed Phil, the third course. Weird name, Netflix. But there you go. If that's something that interests you, you can be filled too. May 31st is Celebrity Family Feud, Season 6. Press Your Luck, Season 2. How do they do Family Feud? Do they film in advance? I think so. I hope so. Because, like, wow, how are you going to do that from home? Everybody, hit a buzzer. Oh, shit. My buzzer doesn't work. Like, what's going on? Sorry. Press Your Luck, Season 2, ABC. Quiz, miniseries, AMC. Match Game, Season 5, ABC. What the Jesus? I don't fucking know. Okay, well, there you go. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. You don't, you don't think Space Force looks good? I didn't watch the trailer, so have no comment. Um, Now, there's, now there's one show that didn't show up on there Um, that I think that should also get some kind of love. It's not going on in, like, any major new, It's on YouTube. Uh, Paradise City coming out with Bella Thorne. Paradise, her, her, her show coming out, Paradise City. Hold on. It's got, it's got Cameron Monaghan in it from not Cameron Monaghan. Uh, the, the Cameron Boyce. Yep, so I have no idea what you're talking about. You really don't know? I truly have. I didn't know this was coming out. Anarchy and half the cast from Descendants with Bella Thorne. It's a yep. rock. No, no, I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was cut. I didn't know it had a trailer and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've def- I'm going to watch that. But Have you seen the cast for that show? That's how I knew. I knew because of Battle of Form. Like, yeah, Zachary, I know it's coming, but I don't think it's coming so soon. I guess I'm wrong. I guess it's. Do we get Opie's you a date for that? Huh? What? Opie's in the show. I, 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 I know, Zachary. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big, big, big deal. Okay, so let's see here. Ah, so sad. Yeah. Hopefully, Is it's good. Though. Watch projects. No, he has a movie that's coming out next year, and that will be his last project. Well, this, but it, but this was like one of his like. One, one yeah, of I also I feel bad for anything that he was a part of TV show wise. Because I know this was supposed to be something that could have been a bigger thing. For him. Well, overall, just overall could could have been a bigger thing. And now, yeah. you know, it's harder. To, like, they were just talking about, they did an interview um, about uh, Descendants 4. Was something they had just recently talked about. And everybody in the TV, everybody in the cast said they wouldn't come back and do it because it'd be too weird. And that, I would say, would probably go forward with everything else as well. Is that... Honestly, I don't think anybody really wants to defend this four right now. I think it, I I agree with the cast. I think it'd be too weird for them to try to do a fourth one. So there is no release date for it yet. Oh, I thought it was coming out this. I I, I kept getting like promotions, promotions, and promotions, and promotions, and promotions, and promotion for it. So like, I guess it's coming out soon. I guess never mind. No, it is coming out in twenty twenty. The trailer dropped on May first, and uh, by the way. 
it has over 10 million views. So, yeah, I really feel left out of the party now. That's <laughs> fine. All right, we're moving into our final section. Jesus, we talked for a very long time. We had a lot of opinions about those Hercules and Tangled things, didn't we? Yes, we did. And Star Wars, man. Star Wars took a lot of our time. Speaking of. So what have we been watching? Well, Now, this is over the past two weeks because we weren't here for the last week. So just so. Well, me, well, I know what you watched because we've watched the ending of it together. Uh, me and Jacob, I can finally stop talking about it because it's done. Um, I've now watched the finale of Clone Wars, Jake, at least three times. And every time now, I cry at the end because I never really looked at the screen when we were watching it together. And I mean, I was, I was, I was watching it, obviously, but I really wasn't paying attention. Um, there's a certain shot at the end of the episode. I'm not going to say who, well, it's all over the internet. I don't care. When you see Darth Vader at the end of the, at the end of the show, one side of his face has the blue in his eye and one side of his face has the red from his helmet. And when you see the lightsaber go out, it's just black on the side where the lightsaber was from a blue. And it just shows that Anakin's no longer has anything to be hopeful for. He chose the wrong path and it just came back to bite him in the ass. And just watching that all in a, all in a helmet shot and just guys go watch Clone Wars. <laughs> well, Zachary, it just makes me so happy. Yep. That's such a happy Zachary. It, it, it's such a good show. And I didn't right. really, I thought it was more than a hundred, more than a, more than, more than 100 episodes. It's only 133. I thought it was more. But, that is more than a hundred, though. I mean, well, I thought it was more. I thought it was over just a hundred, but it was more than that. Anything else you watched? Um, I am currently going through and watching Gotham officially for the first time. Ah, suckers watching it. I instantly regretted started watching it when I watched the first episode. I completely forgot about the pilot. Oh, no, the first season is horrible. Oh my <laughs> it's god! The second season where it gets good. The second it gets better. I know. Um, and I finally hit the kit button. I'm just diving into it for the first time. I'm starting with the fourth one. I am watching Doctor Who. I, I've been pushing it off because I'm like, I'm only part of this. I'm only part of this. It's just, it's too much to handle. But I'm starting with the David Tennant era. And I have to say, I now know why people won't start, sh stop shutting up, stop talking about it. It's really, 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 really good. BBC can never put out anything bad. I just, it, I have to, it, they, they, they just can't, they, they, they can't. And, oh, what else have I been watching? Oh, Disney Gallery, Mandalorian, uh, episode two. I'm watching it tonight. So, watch a couple movies here now and again. I watched Jerry Seinfeld's new comedy special. Um, and then I watched uh, Dave Chappelle's new special on Netflix too. And it was pretty good. It was really good. It was really good. But, uh, yeah. No movies lately. I've been kind of keeping it quiet until some movies I actually want to watch come out. So, uh, you watched yeah. Avengers Endgame? Endgame, well, I'll watch Endgame on any day. Well, we did watch Avengers Endgame. We both it was a fantastic time. It was. It was. Well, I, I, I'll i start with TV shows. Um, I, I have no control over anything that I do or watch. So I've been watching both YouTube TV shows. And basically about everything else. So I'm just going to run through the list real fast. I watched Survive the Night, Escape the Night, 
don't know, it's a YouTube original, and it was complete and other trash. So, but I did watch the whole first three seasons. So, you know, Jacob has no control when it comes to trash television, it seems like. Um, I watched Gilmore Girls, continuing on, Gossip Girl, Dynasty, um, but those are things I've talked about in the past. Hollywood, I watched the entirety of Hollywood. Um, I enjoyed it. If it's something you're interested in or the trailer intrigued you or whatever, I think you would probably enjoy it as well. Just know it's very extreme. Um, in every sense of the way, even when you don't think they're going to go there. I've seen the Jim Parsons dance scene. Oh, yeah, that was very, um, yeah, scar. What said about it, the better. Jim Parson in general is uh, interesting thing to know about beforehand, just because it's a lot to handle, um, especially if you've watched him for years. Out of curiosity, his performance, is it worthy of It's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's great. He did a phenomenal job. There's no problem with it whatsoever. It's just disturbing. He does a good job with the disturbing part of it? Yeah, it's really, really good. I think everybody in the TV show does an amazing job. I think it does have a few interesting things to say um, about the time. And I don't really know if all the changes they made were great. Gotcha. Mixed bag. But that contains spoilers. So I'm not going to spoil TV show for you. But I binge watched that whole season and the seven hours that it came out and stuff. At least you had that going for you. you know? Yeah. Watching Defending Jacob. I think episode four was the weakest link out of them all. We did really enjoy episode five, though. So if you're nervous to continue forward, that's continue. great. Push yourself. I watched the entirety, and I mean the entirety in one sitting of the Clone Wars. <laughs> I took a little nap in between the the finale. The white like, because I waited so patiently on that Friday for you to wake up. I did. I took a little nap. But I did watch the whole series, the whole final season. So that right there gets credit. Mixed bag. I watched the rest of Dummy, which is one of the weirdest TV shows I've ever watched in my life. And I will never forget the episode of where Annie Kendrick has to convince a 14-year-old boy to have sex with a sex law. And then learning about it being a true story. It's just interesting. Okay, guys, it's just interesting. Fun, though, but I kind of recommend, though, weirdly enough, you'd be scarred, but that's fine. I'm good. Um, and then Dead to Me, I saw the first four episodes of that, and then I got yelled at for watching it without my sister, so I had to stop, and so now I'm in the middle of a cliffhanger. So, so I'm right now. Fun thing about Dead to Me, I was on Netflix uh, last night trying to find something to watch to go to bed to, and... The, the first thing that pops up on Netflix now is Dead to Me because it just came out. And I I did not watch anything for season two because I haven't watched anything really for season one. Did you watch like the first like two or three I episodes? I watched the first three? episode of season one. I tried to get everybody to watch it when it first and came out. And so I, I, I watched it, it. It just wasn't for me. I, I it, it was good. Like both Linda Carlini and Applegate were good. It's just it wasn't for me. The, tra- the trailer for season two, though. If that does not get your blood pumping, I don't know what will. That trailer is so the, the music in it, the, the 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 choices of cinematography they use. It's a brilliant trailer. I still have no desire to watch the show though. <laughs> it's amazing. One of the best TV shows you'll watch. Couldn't recommend. Mark. Can I ask you a question? Has it kind of replaced your fevering for uh, our show? So, <laughs> 
Do you want to know something really interesting about the new season? I saw, I saw her in the trailer. So the, the cops, the cops in it. And I was like, oh, is this a good thing? Or does this mean you're going to get canceled? Or is it connected now? <laughs> no, no, no. She doesn't play a cop at all in the TV show. Um, well, she looks familiar. Yeah. I mean, I, she was trying to get her zombie girl. <laughs> and, uh, but that was really fun. That was, that was nice and things. I do believe we'll get a season three for anybody who is watching it. It and trended the whole entire day. Friday came out, and it's the number one thing. And it's been the number one thing trending on Netflix alone, not on Twitter. And so I do feel like there's a tremendous like love and things, which mm-hmm. is such a good feeling because I thought it was really niche that nobody really did watch it, and it got season two because it got all the nominations and stuff at the Emmys. And now I guess we do really have a fan base. And you know what? How happy that makes me inside. You know how I did watch the whole first season again for anybody who was curious. And, and we'll get a season three, and then much like our favorite show, it'll get cut. Yeah, and then I'll cry, and it's fine. So, moving forward, the movies I've watched, since I do keep a list and things, is I've watched quite a few movies. Um, we watched Ratatouille. Great movie. Not appropriate for children. It is, but it's also not. We were quite shocked. I agree. It's still a good movie, though. Yeah, it was, I gave it three stars. So that's my opinion. Watched Letterface again. Gave that three stars. Scarred my dad and made myself happy. Watched Mayhem, which I do recommend. It's on Shudder. Four stars. Frozen 2. Duh. I recommend that. Like, what's that even a thought? Even a thought process? We watched that for Family Movie Night. Peyton had never seen it. She was not impressed. Well, she, she did not. Like no, she did not. Then I watched I Still Believe uh, two days ago. Two or three days ago, very, very much. I, I still believe it's an interesting film because it has everything I you would think I'd hate it. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into why because like I'm not trying to judge people or anything, but also because it was extremely religious because it was. I mean, that's what it is. It's a religious film. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I quite enjoyed myself the whole way through. Was it very telling? Did you know exactly what was going to happen? Were you guessing along the way? Well, yes, yes, I was. I guessed every single moment in the movie. But was it super duper cute? And did I fall in love with the characters? And did I cry? Also, yes. So <laughs> it got three and a half stars. And a like. A three and a half stars and a like because it made me cry. And that, my friend, takes like effort, at least. Then I watched Garden State. Have you ever seen Garden State, Zachary? It sounds familiar. 2004. It's old. Who's in it? Nally Portman, Zach Braff. Describe it. Yep, can't do that for you. Sorry. It's one of those movies you either know or you don't know. I I've heard of it. Here, let me uh, pull it up for you. If you've never heard of this before, it is currently on Stars. Not that I think a lot of people have Stars. But it is on there, so like you can watch it and things mm-hmm. like forever people before they can find it. Um, it's one of those movies that I could never explain to you what it is, but you should watch it. Okay. Um, what it like, this is what it is. It's old. A quietly troubled young man returns home from his mother's funeral after being estranged from his family for a decade. No, I, I, I no, I, I know I've heard of the title before. Was it good? Oh, it was amazing. Was it funny? 
It was pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. The Guardians, Guardians, it's on stars. stars. Yeah, stars. There really is no plot um, to it, so don't go in thinking that you're going to get something masterful out of that hand. It's mostly about um, questions and stuff that you're too afraid to ask gotcha. and things like that. Very um, very indie, Ooh. but in the best I, way possible. I forgot something. I did watch a movie, though, within this time. I watched one movie for a second time. No, no third time. Knives Out. Oh, good. Thank you. Someone's watching. I... Jacob, I love that movie. That's also and another now, one we should probably it, do a commentary towards. I think that. And now I know the mystery. It's fun to watch Daniel Craig's character go around and go interesting. And I follow that old lady now the entire film. I'm like, she knows. Hey. She knows shit. <laughs> I think that'd be a really fun one to react to. Oh yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> So we'll put that on the list as well. Heck yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I love that movie. Well, yeah. guys, we've been sitting here for two hours, so we're going to go ahead and say goodbye. Yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just that opinion. Um, if you guys enjoyed, uh, that's good. I hope you did. Go ahead and subscribe to fun YouTube things. And I really just don't feel like doing an outro. So. And as always, make sure to like, rate, subscribe over on the Twitters and on the Spotify's. You know, let us know how we're doing. Uh, let us know what you're doing through your quarantine days, like what's your quarantine watch-alongs, what you're doing, and like, subscribe, comment, hit that notification bell, that way you see everything going on, and make sure to come back momentarily, uh, not momentarily uh, later down the line for our commentaries, such as Sonic the Hedgehog and possibly Nimes Out. And also for the podcast. Well, yeah. yeah that for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cue, okay. the, cue the kind of sword dancing. Da, 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 da.